Praise God. Amen. We do give honor to God. You may have your seats and to his son Jesus um, on today and to our pastor. Amen. The shepherd of this house. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we got to come to a realization. I heard somebody talking about the gift, and he is the gift. For the word of the Lord says that he's given us pastors after his heart to feed the people, amen, and to take care of us. Praise God. So I thank God for the gift on this morning. To our mother, church mother, Mother Hawthorne this morning. To you, Mother White. And to our missionaries, our elders, ministers, deacons, and just to each and every one of you, amen, that I hear on today. God is truly a good God. And we just thank him for his grace. I, we thank him for his grace. We thank him for his grace, when we realize that we are at the mercies of God, amen, that we are not consumed by what's going on in the world today, amen. So much is going on all over the land, so much you can't even wrap your head around it, amen. But God has truly been good to us, and we are still here in the land of the living, amen. Praise God. I would that you go with me to the word of the Lord, um, Ecclesiastes. The 12th chapter. And um, my title message, Deacon Burt was teasing me. He said, Most of the time, I don't know what your title was, First Lady. Praise God. I thank each and every one of you for what you have given today and what you've done and the love that you have shown me, praise God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, amen. Um, providence, the result of productiveness. Ecclesiastes 12, And 13. And I think I'll read 14 too. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole, the whole, the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing whether it be good or whether it be evil. Amen. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Now, I would say put your seatbelts on, but if you put your seatbelts on, you have to be still. So, I'll say keep your seatbelts off. You're in the safety zone and be ready to ride this train, amen? Praise God. Elder Clay, son, I appreciate you. And um, 
I love you very much. But if you will allow me to encroach upon a message that you brought Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, at 7.41 and 37 seconds p.m. at East 17th University Church of God in Christ during the Iowa Jurisdiction Holy Convocation in on the C.H. Mason District night. I know, y'all didn't get it the way I gave it, really? Because I was at home, in the bed with bronchitis. I had never experienced, I've experienced many, 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 many things. And throughout my years, I'm sure many different illnesses. But that bronchitis, I felt like it was going to take me out. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I couldn't quit coughing. I coughed so hard, everything hurt. Things were hurting that I didn't know was there. I didn't even know what to call them. They were hurting on the inside, the outside, the top, the bottom, the back, the front, the sides, and anywhere else that you can think of. I was in that much pain on top of coughing. I was taking the breathing treatment every four hours, and I think I did that for two and a half months. I have never been in that condition in my life. But when I went live, because I had to make a decision. I said, Lord, I'm going to be there to support my son because he's up for elevation. But I'm too sick to be around people. And I didn't even feel like riding. I couldn't even sit up to ride that long. And I didn't want to sit in the pews. You know how it gets, y'all. You don't want to sit up, don't, can't lay down, can't be still, can't turn around, can't do anything. But I went live to support my son that pastor got to share to. Yeah, I had him all by myself. He's mine. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> by myself. Amen. But he brought the message, I must produce. And I don't know how many of you were in the room with him. I don't know how many of you listened to it later, how many of you listened at night. But when I heard that word, my spirit was so stirred, and the Lord spoke to me so clearly, and I had so much anxiety about producing that I couldn't be still. And I began to search, and after he was finished, I began to search the internet looking for this fig tree. Because I was saying, what about this fig tree? What is it about the tree? There's something about this tree, Lord, that I need to know. And the scripture tells me to take his yoke upon me and learn of him. And so I began to dig and I began to learn and I, be I looked and I began to search for a fig tree. 
Now, every fig tree that I could find had no figs on it. And I said, Lord, I need a fig tree with figs. Now, that might sound real small to y'all, but I said, I need a fig tree with figs. Every fig tree I could find had no figs on it. And I kept searching, and I searched. This search went on for days. It didn't just go that night, but it went on for days. I said, I need to know what about this fig that was so important to the Lord. So I began to search, and I found different types of fig trees, and uh, some of them looked like a plant I'd seen before, and everything. they all looked different but none of them had figs. So when I finally found the fig tree with the figs on it, I hurried up and I got it. It said the place only had two. I said, one of them's mine. So I got the fig tree, and I couldn't wait. I rushed it, and I just didn't know what I was rushing for, but I just rushed. I'll tell you, I was just anxious, and the Lord just kept building me, kept giving me things, giving me things about this fig tree. And I said, I got to get it to the church. But not only do I have to get it to the church, but I have to place it before the people. And not only do I have to place it before the people, but I have to get the one who you gave the message to, to lay his hands on the tree and bless the tree. Because how many of you know you can receive something, but you don't know the value of what you receive? So I said, I don't know exactly what was in his mind or what was in his spirit when you gave it to him, Lord, but I know how you opened it up to me. So I called him, and he was on his job. I said, son, son, don't mind me. I'm talking to his mother. Son, son, I need you to meet me at the church. And he said, uh, what do you need, mom? I said, just meet me at the church. Can you, can you do it, like, now? And he said, well, yeah, well, yeah I, I mean, if you need me to come on. I said, yeah, I need you to come, Elder Clay. So it went from son to elder clay. And when I said elder clay, he knew there was an urgency. So he got here, and I was unboxing the tree. But I unboxed the tree, and I handled it like you do a newborn baby. Because I said, Lord, there's healing in this thing. There's revelation, and there's answers. And so I set the tree up in the hallway, and I said, I want you to take that tree. And I'm going to set it on the altar, but I need you to pray over it. And I need you to bless it. And I'm not going to say anything to anybody about the tree. And I'm going to see how many people inquire about the tree. Haven't got one inquiry yet. And I said, how many people are going to get the revelation? I must produce. So when I thought about producing, and I began to look at this tree. And if you go with me, go with me, ride with me, ride with me thought about providence and the word providence started out meaning something different in its origin than how we use it today because providence in the Greek it meant to foresee that's faith but when we foresee we're foreseeing something and so in the providence from the fig tree, what was foreseen was the end game. 
the end game from the fig tree is that the fig tree was supposed to produce. And if you remember the message, if I can encroach again, I have my own message, y'all. But if I can encroach again, because that was the preface to this. The fig has healing properties in it. So the purpose wasn't for the tree not to produce the figs, which produced the healing. So the reason I look for the fig tree with the fig, because we need the healing. And as I read about the figs, it said the fig tree, actually, that little fig is a bunch of flowers that bloom inwardly. I'll let that soak in. Usually when we grow stuff, it grows. But how many of you know them healing waters run deep? They don't run out they run in. So the providence of the fig tree was the end result. And so many times we're doing things because we're looking at what's before us and what we see. We forget about the end result or the outcome. And I tie that to our soul. How so many times we say, we get saved, I want to be saved, I'm saved because, 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 because. But we quickly lose sight of providence. We quickly lose sight of the end result because we look at what's going on now. So as I looked at this fig tree, I thought about the productiveness or the quality of being productive or what, what productivity means. And producing means you have a power. There's a power that goes with producing. Nothing is produced without power. So when you think of the fig, it's a bunch of flowers that bloom inwardly. What comes out of it is powerful. Because it's a whole bunch of flowers that have bloomed on the inside that nobody can see. So when the fig is broken open, the healing properties that come out of it and I looked at what the health benefits of the figs are. And the health benefits, it said the fig contains vitamin A, which is important for your vision, the immune system, the reproduction and growth and development. Vitamin C, an antioxidant that helps protect the cells against the effectiveness of free radicals and molecules produced when your body breaks down food or exposed to tobacco, smoke, or radiation. I'm talking about that little fig. Vitamin K, it's involved in helping the blood coagulate. And y'all know what that is. If your blood doesn't coagulate, you're going to bleed to death. Vitamin uh, calcium, your body needs calcium for muscles to move and nerves to carry the message between your brain and every part of your body. It has iron. A mineral that the body needs for growth and development. You love me? When you're unproductive, you can't grow. If you don't have iron, they used to tell me that 
kids in the, uh, 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 what's it called, social prostitution. They'd have rickets. And rickets are bones that don't have what they need, so they can't grow and they can't be strong. It has potassium. It allows the nerves to respond to stimulation and muscles to contract or tighten, including those in the heart. So without potassium, and I don't know about you, my potassium has been low in life. And my heart would get palpitations. And I thought I was having a heart attack and couldn't figure out why. And when I went to the doctor and they did blood work, they said, your potassium's low. And when your potassium low, it causes the heart to work harder. And you begin to get palpitations. Magnesium. It's a mineral that is essential for healthy muscles, nerves, bones, and blood, sugar levels. So it is important that we know what this little fig does. Fig, the fig tree, it said, is over 6,000 years old, and it grows wildly over in the Mediterranean. But the thing that makes the fig tree so fruitful is the sun. That's the reason why it's in abundance over in the Mediterranean. Because if you know anything about the world, the Mediterranean is closer to the sun than you. Oh my goodness. This is good eating. So when you think about it being a hearty plant, nutritious, healthy for us because of the S-O-N. It brings us back to providence. So when you begin to think of all that is encompassed in this little fig, I begin to study about the different fig. Now, I can go on and on and on, and I know y'all not, yeah, 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 but this was good to my soul. This is what you call soul food. It's good to the soul. So when I began to think about it, I thought about the many different. Now, I, I, I saw there was over 30 varieties of the fig, but I only picked out seven. And I picked out seven because of God's purpose. No. And in the seven that I picked out, I picked them out and I looked at what was different within each one of them. And the difference in each one of them was the taste. But the providence of each one of them was the same. It was for health reasons. It was said that the fig tree, the fig, the actual fig nut, is more widely recognized today because we're so health conscious and it's sweet. So many health foods are using it as a sweetener instead of sugar. And so when I looked at the many different varieties, the one thing they had in common is that they were sweet. The one fig said the flavor was robust and sweet in flavor with floral honeyed notes. Another one 
the black magician did, said the flavor had a deep earthly flavor. When dried black mission figs are blended with savory ingredients such as salt, cocoa, and spices, and they can produce a smoky, almost steak-like aroma and taste. Another fig, it says, it was, it had, it was sweet and reminiscent of hazelnuts. Another one said it had a delicate flavor with nutty notes. Another fig said that it was sweet in flavor and had a chewy texture. But every single fig said that it had health properties that were good for the body. So as I began to look at that and I began to study and I said, okay, Lord, I got it. Because if I can encroach again, Elder Clay said, he brought to my attention that when Adam and Eve was in the garden, the first thing they did when they found out that they sinned was hid themselves with a fig leaf. But then, if I can encroach again, he said the fig leaves weren't designed to hide the sin, but it was designed to heal the sin. I'm telling you, I'm getting chills all over again. I'm just trying to contain myself. So since the fig was associated with the health and it was, in, you, God doesn't make mistakes. And we are so fickle and fragile and so forgetful and so pumped up and pious when we think that we've gotten somewhere without God that we forget that God doesn't make mistakes. When he created that fig tree, he created it for the healing of the nations. And if you read in Revelations, we see what's in the new Jerusalem. And the Bible said there's a tree for the healing of what? Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad the Bible knows, the pastor knows the Bible. Hallelujah. So as they grow and as we grow I looked at the many figs and I said okay Lord there's so many different varieties and the Lord took me to Acts when they were all on one accord in the upper room and he took me to see how many different tongues and nationalities was there and that Acts 2 and 8 through 13 lets me know that there were many tongues, and not only were there many tongues, but they all heard in their own language. Somebody say, God doesn't make mistakes. There are many figs, but they all do the same thing. Their purpose is yet the same. Over 30 figs, and they all do the same thing, even though the taste is different. I hear the scripture say that we're many members fitly joined together. But when we lose sight of providence, we forget. It's about the big I, the little you. I'm offended. You made me mad. I'm doing this. You're not doing that. I'm tired of going through, and I'm tired of going through. But we forgot that God sent his only son. 
to experience the same things that we have to experience down here on earth. So if you think that you're tired, what do you think Jesus And he's still serving his purpose, sitting on the right hand. He is yet standing in proxy for us, even when we curse him, even when we blaspheme and say, I don't believe that stuff anymore. Because a blasphemer is a person who's experienced, whether they saw or physically experienced, what God can do, the miracles of God, and then they say there is no God. Or they say, I don't believe in all that stuff. But when you was broken down, when you didn't know what to do, when you couldn't pray, when your life was a mess and you came to the pastor because you knew you couldn't get a prayer through, and he began to pray for you and things began to change, you said there was a God. You told everybody, the pastor prayed for me and things changed. And then because you decided, not God. You decided to be a cabbage head. And I like that scenario. All oh, y'all calling names, we offended. Well, I learned this much. If you get offended enough, you won't go there again. My grandmother was about four foot, two, three, something like that. And she had a beautiful garden. She had cabbage, onions, tomatoes carrots, you name greens, just beautiful. But she would teach us about the cabbage. She said, you see this cabbage? See how pretty it is? But you can't get anything in it. And you can't get anything out of it. Because the leaves are so powerful. So you can't break open a cabbage like you can do with lettuce. Because, you know, you can take lettuce get it on the skin, and open. You hear the cabbage, you just going, it ain't moving. You got to get a knife and make sure it's sharp to go down that cabbage and don't hit that stem or that core. You got to cut along the side of it if you want to open a cabbage. She said, you see that? Then once you open it, they're so tight, you just have to feel it. So she would say, don't be a cabbage head. Can't nobody tell you anything. Can't get nothing in, and you can't get nothing out. Yeah. They knew something. So back to the pigs. So the Lord is telling us we are many members, fitly joined together. And in this, Ephesians 4 and 11, we all have different jobs. And I looked at the fig tree. And it talked about there were two, uh, I think it was four major things that were the main reasons why a fig tree did not produce. Now, you can help me preach this message, uh, Claire, if you need to. And the first reason was the lack of sunlight, the S-O-N light. So John 10.10 says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So if you don't have the S-O-N in abundance, 
Jesus said, I came that you would have it in abundance. Didn't I tell you the fig tree goes, grows with abundant light? Light? Abundant light. So the lack of light is what kills the tree. And then the second reason that I found was the tree could also be growing in unhealthy soil that lacked air and nutrients. How are you going to get nutrients if you can't draw from them? Didn't I tell you what's in that little fig? It's nutrients. So if the soil that it's growing in doesn't have what it needs, it can't survive. Mark 4, 3 and 8 says, hearken, behold, listen. That's what he's saying. Just behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not, not much earth. Tree can't grow on a stony ground. Amen? And immediately, it sprang up because it had no depth on earth. Sometimes things fall by the wayside and we think it's doing good, but it just fell for the moment and it had a little life and it sprang up quick. But when you go to touch things like that Charlie Brown Christmas tree, I'm dating myself. Y'all know the little Charlie Brown Christmas tree? Charlie Brown found the little tree and they put one bulb on it and said, Put a bulb on it. <sighs> Has no depth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. We wonder why we can't stand. We wouldn't build on solid ground. Praise God. And it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100 fold. We have to put our roots, we have to plant our fig tree in the right soil. The third reason it said it may be growing too quickly, listen to this, women, from a hormonal imbalance. Now, I didn't know this when I started the show. Don't we talk about Pastor Tony? I more than women's listening, praise God. That hormonal imbalance will get you in trouble every time. I feel, I think, you don't know if you were me. Oh, take a TikTok break. Emotions. Hormones. Listen. Now men have them too. But it's not as bad as because we go through different stages in life. Well, I'm going to stay on the track. Y'all on the train with me? <laughs> when we little girls, we like this. We're happy. And nothing bothers us. We preteen, uh-oh. 
get away from my door. It's that time of the month. Mm-hmm. Men, when we become young women, we're at the age of productivity. Better get out of my way. I'm in the third month. I had morning sickness. I'm mad at him because he did it to me. Everybody looking at me. I can't fit nothing. Thank you. Because the Lord gave me with show. We don't talk about the natural things in church. And they need to be addressed. Why? Because they go along with the spiritual. The spiritual is the properties in the fig. The natural is the ground that it's planted in. The spiritual is your soul. The natural is the ground you planted in to get fed in how you live. What you put in. The scripture said this body is the temple. Temple is tangible. Temple is something that can be hurt, can burn down, knock down, be sick, and everything else. But that soul can't be touched. But the body is the temple. It's the thing we need to talk about, the hormones, the feelings, the wounds that heal, and there's a scar there. But I, 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 I forgive, but I can't forget. Bear try. Why? Because that hormone imbalance, you have a bad day, all that stuff is coming up again. You're going to be putting sugar in somebody's gas tank. Y'all probably don't do that no more. Oh, they do. Have a switchblade in your sock? Probably don't do that anymore. I had some Chuck Taylors and we called them tube socks with the band around. Y'all, straight edge. Stand around the corner and waiting. They think I forgot. Mm-hmm. Tell me when she gets to the corner. Tomorrow. Oh, we need to talk about the natural stuff. Imbalance. Let me come back. Matthew 11 and 29. I hope y'all writing this stuff down. I know you can go back later. But let me tell you, when you eat sometime, that fresh food ain't nothing like fresh food. Because the microwave does something, you know, it does something different. Even though you know all them tricks, you know, when I heat my food up, I wear a paper towel, put it on there so it's going to dry it out and put it in the microwave. But it's nothing like when it freshly comes out of the pot or the skillet. Whew. Yeah. See, the baby even got it. So it may be growing too quickly from hormone imbalance. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. If some of us were Jesus, we wouldn't make it back to the Father. Because Jesus came to earth, but he didn't begin his ministry. We didn't hear anything about him ministering until when? 30 years later, the Lord told me to be a missionary. Okay, wait 30 years, you'll get your license. I ain't. 
What is wrong with them? I'm not waiting 30 years. The Lord is speaking to me now. You got some things to go through. You got hormone imbalance to learn how to control. You got life situations that you have to learn how to conquer and overcome. You have to learn how to speak life when you don't feel like living. You have to always remember providence. Your beginning is not your end. All my life, people ain't never like me. They're not your God. They can't make you live, and they really can't take your life. Because they can put 50 bullets in you, but if God says live, you're going to be that miracle. You can stop eating and say, I have a will to die. I'm going to starve myself to death. And you're going to be in the, one, in the paper and on the news that they talk about. What? It's a miracle. She ain't ate for 45 days, but she's still living. It's a miracle. Cover it up. Get ready to take it to the morgue. The sheets start jumping. It's a miracle. Your beginning is not the providence. Oh, my goodness. And you will find rest for your souls. The reason why we're so upset, because we won't get in God. We, our focus is today. It's not... Listen to the baby. That baby preaching to me. He said he in, didn't he? It didn't sound like it. I just interpreted that. Praise the Lord. Lacking the right metabolic rate, or it could be just too young, and patience is required. Luke 21 and 19 says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. If some of y'all were Jesus and you knew you weren't going to produce for 30 years, y'all would have walked away and everything else. Why? Because you weren't looking at providence. The Lord said, along the way, I got to teach you some things. Because you're going to encounter, I thought about, I think you used that scripture when Jesus came up. To the woman at the well, but she came to the well at the same time, the men, to draw water from Jacob's well. And the scripture said Jesus was tired. See, he was like me and you. And there wasn't a seat. I'll move over here so you can see. So Jesus sat on the well. He was tired. You know, I'm tired. Y'all just don't understand. Oh, I do. I've been on my feet. Mm-hmm. I've been praying for everybody. Mm-hmm. They getting blessed and I ain't. Mm-hmm. But what did God put in? He put some healing properties. It ain't your time. We're looking at how tired we are. We're looking at how weary we are. We're looking at what we're going through. But Jesus put his feet up. And just when he thought he was tired and going to get some relief, here she comes. 
Now you know, Jesus, you a Jew. Jesus asked her for some water. Am I boring y'all? You drawing? I need some water. I've been walking. I sent the disciples on, but I need to kick my feet up. See, these disciples, these guys here, they said, Pastor, we got your back. How far back are you? Where are you at? Pastor, where are you at? We tired. Kicked our feet up <laughs> way before you got up there by the well. That was too far for us to go. <laughs> you don't get it, Pastor. We tired. Don't he have the same happy feet you got? Two feet, ten toes. Yeah, he gets it. He's tired too. But he knows the end. He knows. These disciples, even though he thinks he's teaching them and strengthening them for the journey, he thinks that's what he's doing. That's what he's supposed to be doing. But he thinks that, but when they sat down, do you, don't you think Jesus probably said, well, 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 I've been doing all this and they, maybe I haven't. Maybe they all got cabbage heads. Maybe I haven't gotten anything in. Nothing's coming out. All they think about is me, 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 and my, my, my. And they depended on me to keep carrying them. But my feet are tired. My back is tired. I came to do the will of my father. And I'm almost ready to give up. All I need is a little water to go a little further. Then here comes somebody talking about, well, don't you know we enemies? You sitting on the, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. We got problems. I'm a Dawson. You a Bradford. We got problems. I'm a Hatfield. You a McCoy. We got problems. What's the problem, daughter? I don't know. Family been fighting a long time. We just gonna keep it going. I'm telling you, that fig tree speaks. We just gonna keep it going. Why? I don't know, because that's what my great-granny said, her daughter said, my mama come along, and I'm going to tell my children, don't like them Bradfords, but I'm tired. Why are you here to draw some water? I'm here because I need some. Is your heart so hard over something you don't even know about? Nobody's around. Can we call a truce? Can you feed me something that I need? You have nutrients of life. And I need to be fed. Are you that hard hurt, church hurt, self-inflicted hurt? Because most church hurt is self-inflicted. You know why? We can say all day somebody did something to you, but the Bible said go to him. Didn't say if you were the perpetrator. Said if thy brother offended me, just, just, just go to him. Sometimes you, well, I asked him, 
cabbage head. Why are you asking and you know there's an issue? It doesn't take an Einstein. You know when something ain't right. That's what y'all always talk. I know something wasn't right. I told you. I went to him. I knew something wasn't right. Then get it right. Because the end, John said, I saw a number that no man could number. The end is the same for every person. We all got to meet God. All of us. We all going to die one day. The scripture said it's appointed once unto man to die. And then after, I don't believe in that stuff. Well, you die and come back and tell me all about it. Then I'll believe you. Oh, let me get back on my train. I got out my seat. So in your patience, Jesus took the patience to sit with them. Don't you think Jesus knew who she was? He knew, she knew who he was. You know, we can look at, I, when I first moved to Waterloo, no offense to anybody from Waterloo. I had more than one, more than 10, more than 20. You're not from Waterloo, are you? How you know? Because people from Waterloo, you just look different. like you, how you get the injured right skin, what, what, what was this, all this is something, you think she didn't know Jesus was different, she thought him out, but you a Jew, but Jesus said, you have something that I want, you have the ability to give me something that I need, and when she began to draw the water, Jesus began to speak to her. He had something that she needed. Sometimes when we sit down with our enemies, we'll find out we got things in common. We both figs. We both have a bunch of flowers growing on the inside ready to burst out. But because we're so stubborn, we got cabbage heads, we don't want to sit down and do like the word of God says, we'll never know it. They got something you need and you have something they need. But what he needed was physical. Sometimes you have the greater of what the need is. Thank you for the water. You know how pastors, thank you daughter. For the water, thank you daughter. Daughter said, but wait a minute, you're different. There's something about you. And he began to speak to the sickness in her life. The sickness which was sin in her life. He said, you think he didn't do it? He's Jesus. He's God in the flesh. He already read the book before she got to him. He just ain't like us and spoiled it. Spoil alert. There's a woman coming, disciples. When y'all leave me, I'm going to be by the well. And there's going to be a woman, she's going to think I'm a Jew, but I'm going to have to speak to her and heal her because she had all these husbands, everybody talking about her. Spoiler alert. Sometimes the Lord gives you something for that person and them alone. 
Jesus gave her something more than the world could ever give her. He spoke freedom. Why? He had freedom on the inside. His fig had deliverance on the inside. His fig had healing properties on the inside. And then he told her, go and sin no more. That thing that been weighing on her for years. She couldn't get loose. The people wouldn't let her loose. I'm seeing this my way. Natural and spiritual. Now people, you go home. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember her. We used to run together. Now she's standing up there like she's some pastor's wife. But the Lord changed it. I had a fig one day. The Lord healed and delivered me. He took me from who I used to be. And he showed me what my end is going to be. So I made the change. I made a conscious decision. And you still there. Hatfield and McCoy. I don't know why. The fourth thing. Let me go. The fourth reason that a fig tree is unproductive. It's called the mosaic virus. I call it sin. Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, the gift, the gift in the fig tree, right before us, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So I want to just start with the health because it's similar to ourselves. I think I made that clear. It's similar. The fig tree is similar to ourselves. It has, it can have issues, even though its purpose is to heal. Even though its purpose is for good health. And the way to get through some of these, these four main things, there was different remedies. One of them was pruning the tree. And I thought about when the Lord begins to prune us. Doesn't feel very good. Because we know pruning is an act of cutting. Sometimes you got to go deep to cut out some things. Why? Because they're not top surface. They're rooted. And as I was studying, it said, that part of the tree may become weak, but it still can be healed. How is it going to be strengthened? Because it has the good fig. And the good fig will provide healing and medicine to its own self. Wasn't the beginning of the year our theme was speak life? If we learn how to speak life to ourselves, when the Lord begins to prune us, we don't have to go get somebody's opinion. Well, what do you think about this? I let this go, and this is going on. Speak life to yourself. Lord, I gave it up, but I'm going to be better because I'm lighter now. I gave it up because it's the right thing to do. I gave it up because you told me to. 
I walked away from this situation. All situations aren't fruitful for me. They're not good for me. Not all situations. We get ourselves in things. We, we, we put our trees around stony ground. We pick up rocks and, and stuff that we don't need in our lives. And it costs us. It costs us time. Because five, ten years later, you're going to say, I could have been further if I'd have done that five or ten years ago. It costs us money. Because I'm so mad I poured that sugar in your tank and you didn't have me arrested. So it's costing me some money and time, but money. It costs relationships. The Bible tells us to be careful about who we even hang around. Something's attached to you. You think you better than, no, I think I have outgrown this. Because every time I'm with you, you make me cuss again. You make me steal again. Every time I'm with you, those old things we used to do, because I don't want you mad at me, you put me in a position till I comply. <laughs> but the Lord told me to come out from among them. Sanctify yourself. Be separate, said the Lord. But the scripture also told me a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. You go, oh, it's not that bad a little bit. I just rode with them, but I didn't, I didn't. Guilty by association. You go, when the wagon come, everybody in the car go. Why? You was in it. Believe me. They're going to lie on you, too, because folk don't want to go down by themselves. My little four-foot grandma also used to say, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. I go, you go. We all go. I eat, you eat. You the only one that pay. Yeah. But we all go. They did a thing when I was teenager they were doing for a while. You remember this, Pastor? People were going to the restaurant, sit down and eat. Young folks. Eat good. Go along to horn, have appetizers, entree, all the good stuff. And get up and leave. They go one by one. They wouldn't pay for the food. Uh-huh. They start getting them jokers. They got hungry. <laughs> they quit going in then. Uh-huh. So, the fig tree is full of life. We got to know our purpose. We have to know, I'm going to end with this, what God has put in us. He's put in us, his people, he put in life. He said, I gave you Jesus. When Jesus left, he said, when I leave, the Father's going to send something mightier than me. What more do we need? He said the comforter, the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, it will lead you, it will guide you, it will teach you in all truth and everything that you need. But you got to put something in you before it, you got to eat healthy. You need some S-O-N light. 
in your life. You need to be rooted in the right soil. You're going around from place to place, person to person, everybody's opinion, everybody's church, everybody, everybody. And listen, I don't need all that confusion. And I don't need 20 different translations and Bibles. I can't understand King James Version. Got to get some help there. I don't need Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic. I, I don't need all that stuff. Now, you know, my hat goes off to you. You got, you know. But for every level, when that tree is sick, every level doesn't have the same sickness. You can cut that lower level off, the rest of the tree will survive. Why? Because it didn't necessarily have the same sickness as the one you cut off. My left foot is the one that I broke. My right foot is the good foot. The left foot needs the help. The right foot don't. Because it's the stronger of the two. So I realize that. So I tend to lean to the right. Lean to the left. Stand up. Used to be a cheerleader. Laughter is like a medicine and it doeth us so good. Praise God. So realize in the fig tree. Y'all study it. Study it. Don't listen to somebody's word. If you study the word, the Lord might open it up like he did for me. Brother, I got a new life off of that. I'm telling you, I got so much life off of that, it sustained me to keep doing what I was doing. Because that weekend, by the time I got home, I'm closing my book. Y'all done with me yet? Oh, nobody's only one, mm -mm, so I better hurry up. <laughs> but that weekend, when I was home, I had already been in Des Moines how many months? I was exacerbated. That's more than exhaustion. I was taking care of my brother like I had birthed a child. But I knew what the end was. The end result was going to be. And I had to stay until my providence showed me the productiveness of what I was doing. The Lord said he can't pull himself through. You need to feed him. He can't pull himself through. You need to stay there and feed him and clean his house. He can't pull himself through. He's at the lowest that he's ever been in his life. He didn't tell me any of that. The Lord did. The man just kicked 40 years of drunk over 40 years. You know, it had to be low. One day he said to me, he said, maybe that's what's wrong with me. I need to pick up some more. I said, oh, no, 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 no. That ain't what's wrong. I said, the devil wants you to believe that. Because over 40 years, I'm sure there's liver damage. Enemy just feed coming out but for to kill steal, and destroy. 
But Jesus said, but I come. And by the time we left that hospital, he was in intensive care for eight days. They were saying to him, man, how did you get here? Why did you even come? We don't understand. You was in such bad condition. He said, curse. Not that I think I am anything, but I know my end. I know when God saved me, he put all those blooming flowers on the inside of me. I know that I can pray for somebody. I know that I can speak life to somebody. I know that I can testify to somebody and be impactful so they'll change their life. That's not being puffed up. You got to know who you are in God. Because our enemy will keep telling you, you're nobody. Ain't going to do no good for you to change. You done been through this, you done that, blah, 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 blah. But he said, stay the course. And I called past. I said, baby, you miss me? He said, mm-hmm. You ready for me? Come on. Mm-hmm. But you stay with your brother. By the time I left there, the man looked different because of me. He looked different. I knew his healing was coming and coming quick. I was gone for one week when I came back. And I come back, and I couldn't believe what I saw. He had the walker, but he was walking. He didn't even want to touch the walker. He said, I don't want that thing. I don't want to be handicapped. I'm not going to attach myself to that. I said, but bruh, it's going to help you. I'm begging. It's going to help you. You got to try. You got to fight. And I started sending him this and that when I was away. And every time I come back, I see another uh, portion of improvement in his life. I'd see something else. I'd see something else. And I knew it was getting better. And I kept saying, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. You got li to listen to the right voices. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. You're doing it, Lord. If you can break 40 years, you can do th this. is nothing. There's nothing too hard for you. And then the man started testifying to me. He said, sis, I looked at you and all that you was doing, and I remembered when you had a stroke. And I walked in that hospital room in the ER. He said, I looked at you. He said, I didn't even know who you were. He said, do you remember me being there? I said, no. He said, I was there. I was talking to you. I would walk from your house. He said, I'd walk from your house and walk over to the hospital. He said, I got to see my sister. My sister got to live. She got to live. He said, I was talking to you. was slobbing. You was talking out the side of your mouth. He said, but God, if you can do that for her. Don't you know everything the tree goes through to grow? It's something. You got to stay the course. If that tree would have said, I think you said in your message somewhere, at least the tree, when he walked by, the leaves could have waved at him, could have bowed down and said, you my creator, God, or something. But we'd be so disrespectful to God, and then when we want him, we want him to move right now. I need you right now. I got a seven-day eviction. I need you right now. They give me 30 days leave. I need you right now. 
but we won't even do our job. We won't even be productive. If I die tomorrow, I've done what God had put in me to do. You got to know what's in you. There's healing in me. There's deliverance in me. There's testimony in me. There's strength in me. When you preached that message to me that night, that wasn't for nobody but me. And I took it and I ate. And I got up. And I was coughing. And I said, oh, I got to get better because I got to go see about my brother. Pastor, you better lay right here and get healed. I said, but I got to go. I got a work to do. I got a job to do. I can't, I can't say, I got to see it through. I got to see the providence of my productivity. And the last time I went there to visit him, he come to the door, he stood up, and he walked to the door. He was holding on, he had his apartment, he had chairs, stage, so he could hold on stuff, because he couldn't walk. No chairs and stuff were there. The walker was at his big chair that I had bought him to lay back in because he couldn't lay down. He walked to the door. He opened the door. He said, hey, sis, what's going on? I said, oh, it's on now. Woo. My, 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 my. Woo. It's on now. Oh, yes. It's on now. He said, come here and let me show you something. He took me to his bedroom. He'd been buying shoes. Didn't know it was going to show up anniversary. Been buying shoes. Been buying, he couldn't get his feet with this. They were so swollen. He had blood clots in his legs. Y'all know anything about blood clots? It cuts off everything. He couldn't get his foot in his shoe. But you're buying shoes. Woo! Because I spoke life to him. Baby, you can do this. You big brother. You protected your sisters all along the way. You protected your mom. You big brother. I'm going to stay here and see you through. Forget about the past, but I'm going to see you through. Why? Because God put a word of healing in my mouth. He put a word of deliverance in my hand. He told me, he said, sis, you know every time you touched me, I felt something. He didn't say a word to me then. Woo! Ah, he said I would feel something, but I was saying all the time, heal him, Lord, you can do this. You can do this, God, and he can do it. He said every time you, he said every time you leave, he said, I, I had a nurse, he had a nurse to come in twice a day. I know I'm telling him, but I'm getting my strength back. Hallelujah. He said every time my nurse come in, he said, you got to meet my sister. She's a visionary. She's the reason I'm this good. He said, you got to meet her. I just, I want you to meet her. And she, he told her so much about me. He said, she said, the next time she's here, call her over here and call me if I'm not here. And we met. The woman looked at me and she just hugged me. She said, your brother's doing so good. She said, thank you for caring about him. I said, thank you, Jesus. What you talking about? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have to know what's inside of us. The enemy is coming to stop the church now, y'all. Look at here. When we came over here, the pews were full. But the enemy 
wants to stop the plan of God. I must produce providence, the result of productiveness. When you produce, when you're productive, the providence stays in view. It's not about me. I could have said that. I could have told him, bro, I won't be back. Because I got bronchitis so bad. Can't stand up, hurt and everything. Walked in the house like this. He said, there's my sister. It gave him some more hope. He said, if she can do it, I can do it. You saw him walk in here. He couldn't even sit and ride. He couldn't even ride to the VA. He couldn't even go to the store. But he rode over two hours to Waterloo, Iowa. Walked in here. Y'all lose Remind yourself is what God has made you that fig tree. Every time y'all look at this fig tree, you remember what's in it. It's not barren. It's got figs on it. That's why I want one with figs on it. That's life. Might be artificial, but some of the stuff you're going through is artificial. That's what you need to tell yourself. It's just temporary. It's artificial. It can't stand in the fire. It can't stand against God. The enemy just trying to run me out and stop me and stop my game. Don't you know if I wouldn't have went through that stroke, a whole lot of people wouldn't have been touched? Why me? Because he called me for this day, for this purpose, for this very hour, to snatch somebody out of the fire, out of the flames that could have been lost. I must produce. We the people of God must produce. I know I went back to it again. Whoo, my goodness. But the providence, the end. Don't lose sight of what the end is. Everybody stand. My God, my God. Whew, don't be weary. Don't be weary, y'all, in well doing. Life is full of twists and turns. The enemy didn't want Jesus to be Jesus and didn't want him to make it back to his father. Jesus got set up by his best friend, one of his best friends, right in the circle. Judas walked with him, talked with him. He was on the inner circle, so he knew some things other people didn't know. Yeah, I've been burnt like that, too. I've been hurt too, people close to me. Okay, who you? What happened to Jesus? I've been burnt too. Right here. Kissed him on his cheek. To tell the enemy, get him. Now if he's going to do that to Jesus, what, what about you? This stuff is temporary, y'all. The scripture said, don't worry about the thing that can harm the body. But that thing that can kill the soul and the body. That thing that can get to that fig and get all those blooming flowers on the inside of the fig. That's what you worry about. Don't worry about the tree trunk. Because my study said, 
it can be cut, pruned, and everything else, and the tree can still be healthy. You can go through some stuff and still be healthy. Let me tell you about some stuff. That's a whole another year, two, three, four, five, about some stuff to go through. So I charge you to examine yourself today. Where are you at in your productivity with the Lord? Have you forgotten the providence? Have you forgotten the promise you made, the vow you made to the Lord when you came to the Lord in your situation? Because most of us came in a situation. Most people don't come to God because their life is great. For the scripture said we were all born in sin. So we were all sinners first. Care what nobody tells you. Search and study your word. We were all born in sin first. So we had to have a rebirth in Christ. We had to come out. We had to make a decision to change our lives. So we were all born in sin, shaping in iniquity. But when you came to God in your dilemma and with your stuff, and you told God, if you save me from this, get me out of that, I will serve you. Have you forgotten? We're letting all this little stuff, disease, sin, illness, temporary, money, temporary, going to Bitcoin and everything else. There ain't even going to be no more but the old gift. Temporary, temporary, temporary. But have you forgotten? So I challenge you today to remember what your end is and start living your life like you're living for the fullness. Every time I serve an older person, I serve them with this thought. And I know people say many things, but this is the thing with me. I said, Lord, one day this may be me. So remember me. That may sound selfish, but I call myself putting something in the bank. Can't withdraw if you don't put it in. Every time I serve an older person, I said, Lord, just remember me. Even if my children aren't around, send somebody who would care about me. My end is what I think about. So, Lord, because we're standing here today and we heard your word, we've searched it, we've studied it, we've researched it, maybe we wrote it down and maybe we'll go back and look at it. Whatever the case may be, however we decide to retain your word, Lord, we've heard your word today. And because there's healing properties in your word, we ask that you heal us today. Because there's strength in your word, we ask that you give us strength today. Because there's life in your word. We ask that you give us new life in your word. And God, we thank you for the answer. We thank you for the roadmap that you gave us.
your word, that we can't be lost. Lord, we thank you for the gift in the pastor, in the prophet, in the preacher, in the teacher, God. Lord, we thank you for all the gifts that you've given us so we can be successful in you. Now, Lord, make us better. Make us better in you, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're not asking for help because you've given us all the help. We just have to make the right decisions. Lord, take the blame game out of me. That's not my sister, not my brother, but I'm asking for me. Do it today, God, that your will be done in my life, God, because I want to make it to heaven, not because I'm saved, but because I have fulfilled the whole duty of man, which is to fear you. And we know that to fear you is to love you and to keep your commandments. Now, Lord, we thank you for the word today. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. And we receive your healing. We receive your word, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive it, God. We receive it, God. Oh, God, there was no confusion, God. Oh, God, but we understand what you're saying to us today. Because you're coming back for a church. You're coming back for me. Oh, God. And I want to be found doing your will, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and we ask these things.